having been dating coaches and mm. having also been human beings mm. we're for, on this planet, just realize that actually it's it's not just a one-stop shop. It's like something you live in your life and, yeah. and you become. Welcome to Date Differently, a podcast for the right girls dating the wrong guys. Where we talk about breaking all the goddamn rules. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Date Differently. Today, I'm all alone. We don't have the gorgeous and beautiful Maddie with me today because I'm coming to you live from London. Well, it's live when I record this, uh, from London. And I'm joined today with two of the sexiest men I've Mm. ever met. The sexiest (laughs) men I've ever met. (laughs) I'd like to introduce you guys to David and AJ um, from the Authentic Dating Series. Hey, guys. It's really weird for us to be on the other side. Yeah, (laughs) to being interviewed. Welcome to my podcast, guys. Thank you for being here. Or thank you for having me in your home while we record this. Um, So, dating. So you guys know I talk a lot about dating. I've got a great following of incredible women just listen to dating Mm. um, advice and the topics that we talk about. Why don't you just like intro yourself? Tell us a bit more about the Authentic Dating series. What are you doing? What it's about? Um, Give us some love. Yeah, so we um, we were dating coaches along with you back in the day in Woo-hoo. London. We used to have a lot of good times. And then we kind of like dropped out of the scene and just, you know, lived life, traveled a lot and, and worked a lot in our, in our respective industries. And what we were seeing is there was a lot of kind of really bad dating advice still being given to men. And it was a lot about rules and how you have to be like this. You should be like this sort of man. And you say these things and you do these things. And what we were seeing was actually that what was really working for us was just kind of being ourselves and being confident in being ourselves and coming across from a point of view of like, this is who I am. I, I, I love my life. I love who I am. And just being open to who other human beings are yeah. as well. And just coming from that place of like love and connection. Yeah. Like uh, I agree. Um, there's very much like, there's a lot of the quick fix society going on mm. and a lot, still a lot more like the five top this and, mm. you know, 10 best that or magazines telling people what to do. And it kind of just gets people going around in a circle because you're trying these different things. But then having been dating coaches and mm. having also been human beings yeah. we're for, on this planet, you just realize that actually it's it's not just a one stop shop. It's like something you live in your life and, yeah. and you become so. Yeah. And I suppose to give to give my, my listeners a bit more of a, I guess, context as to how we all know each other. So David and AJ and myself, we all worked as dating coaches in, in the UK for years. Like, it's good 10 years ago now, but we, we were doing it for a long time. We worked predominantly with men. Um, which has obviously brought like brought a real insight for me with the social collective. And you guys still work with men. You've got you know your podcast is incredible. If you, you guys haven't heard it, I'll put links in show notes and all that in in the links. Go down and find it. It's the Authentic Dating series. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on uh, iTunes. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Um, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. You It'll be you know I'll, I'll put some links I in. I think we're even on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So jump on because it's a real raw and honest conversation from guys about dating guys and, and dating advice for guys mm. and i think that's what i want to talk about with you guys a bit more is like what's it like particularly as my listeners are all dating men mm. they're not they're dating comma men <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, uh, they're not dating men they're not mm. anyway i don't know where that's going <laughs> what is that because <laughs> um, they're all kind of dating different guys it'd be great to have an insight from the other side of the coin Mm. so what's it like what are the challenges that your audiences face when it comes to dating what are the struggles what have you guys faced we've got a really nice dynamic here because i'm married aj's in a long-term relationship david's dating so it would be nice to to get that perspective i think what's interesting about david and myself is that we had different backgrounds growing up like Mm. i I always say like david was was like very confident from a young age i was very insecure and unsure of myself from a young age 
And then so the challenges were very different. Like, so for me, it was about um, learning to overcome the, my like insecurities and learning to just express myself. Yeah. And to be, I think there's something you said uh, like uh, in a chat earlier about how people aren't bringing them re- their real self. And mm. you know, all this chat where people say, oh, just be yourself. Yeah. And actually having to learn what that actually means. Yeah. And I think this is the thing about a lot of guys is there's so much... Uh, myth and story around who you're supposed to be or what women want and you've got to be a particular way a perfect guy you've got to be this mr right yeah right? you've got like, to be mr right and or, or mr. Can I, just, that's yeah. really interesting as well because yeah. like when i look at all the other dating coaches out there particularly the ones that are working with women there's all these these words and these comments and this copy that's out there is like finding mr right mm. you know finding the perfect man here are 10 steps to meet mr right um and I don't, I don't know if Mr. Right exists. I don't even know what Mr. Right means, to be honest. I feel like, uh, you know, I've got to a point now where I think there's probably about five to 10,000 women in the world that I'm compatible with. <laughs> I thought you could have be like, there's five to 10,000 women in the world that I've slept with. <laughs> like, where, where right, going? That's a range. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the figures, but they're coming yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm st- and I, the and census I, told me. <laughs> but I feel like... There's no one person in the world for anyone. I think there's a range and a huge pool of people who are perfectly compatible mm. for you on a long-term basis. Yeah. And it's a, just a case of you coming across those people, right? And, it, and it, I, I'm saying five to 10,000 because I'm just pulling a finger, out, a finger out of the air. It might be more like, I don't know, 500, you know? Mm. But it's a case of just going, ah, let me, I need to meet those people or, find, or learn who those people are that would be compatible with me. Mm. You know, it's not like Mr. Right or Mr. Wrong or Mrs. Yeah. Right. It's like, actually... We're like multi-dimensional beings, you know. There's so we're, much to us. Would you say we're human beings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're so there's so many yeah. levels to us. It's like there's not just one person out there, and yeah. I think that's a huge fallacy that's like causes stress and anxiety. Yeah, that's true. And this is that mm. whole idea. So if I'm hearing you right, this, this is the whole idea of like, oh, my soulmates out there, mm. and therefore I can only find that one person. And if and if they happen to pass away or I don't meet them, then I'm doomed for for, for loneliness for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that that just creates a lot of anxiety for people. Yeah, mm. I, I used to say because people sometimes ask me like, oh. Is the girl you're with? Is she the one? I'm like, there's many ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> there are many ones. And zeros. But that's, that's, and that's yeah. interesting. Like my story, I, I met a girl. I thought she was the one. I was engaged to be married with her. We were together for seven years. Wow. And then it ended. Oh, wow. And it ended badly. It, wow. You know, it left me feeling shattered and broken. But also, given that it's life, it's one of the best things that ever happened to me because I grew. I found, you know, I had to learn how to date. I found you guys. I, you mm. know, my entire life kind of started after that relationship. And now I'm married with a beautiful wife that I, oh. I love and adore. Beautiful. So I thought she was the one, right, when I first met her. But life throws a shitload of curveballs at you. Yeah. Things change. You grow. People change. Mm. Um, so I agree. Maybe there are many ones. Mm. You've just got to find the one of the many ones that you yeah. like and adore and love. Yeah, mm. totally. I think one of the other challenges I think for men is, is the feeling of having to do all the work. Mm. like everything they have to initiate initiate everything you know like Mm. traditionally that's how dating is traditionally right a man does all the work and i think one of the problems now you've got is and i and i'm i love the movement of feminism and me too and things like that because it's empowering women and it's also empowering men to a degree right in terms of being more in tune with their kind of feminine energy but we're still stuck in this mentality of like oh yeah equality um, no, we're no, not stuck in that. We're moving for equality <laughs> and equal, equality. equal, equal rights and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But we're like, oh, but I want a man to pay on the date and I want him yeah. to ask me out. And it's like yeah. those two things 
I, my belief, my belief is, is men paying on first dates and men doing all the all the kind of approaching and stuff around dating is from a patriarchal point of view. Yeah. So you're it's basically going, oh, I want all the the great things, right, in terms of equality and blah blah blah. But I want to hold on to some of these fucking sexist bullshit things mm. that have existed from the past. But I, I don't know. Like I'm also, I, I'm, I share a similar opinion to you, right? But on some levels. I was always I always believed that if I was inviting you on a first date, mm. I'm going to pay for that first date. Yeah. And also, where, where do you stand? And this is really interesting because I, I see other dating coaches like Matt Hussey talk about this. And where do you stand on this idea that men are the providers and the protectors, and women have kind of a nurturing um, side to them, like they need to be more nurturing mm. and need to be protected? Like I'm, I, I don't know where I stand on it. Like uh, I'm sort of a, like I used to be of the opinion that I do understand it as a man. I want to provide. I want to protect. I want to show up as a man mm. but at the same time we're, we're striving for equality yeah you know so what, what are your thoughts on that i don't know i'd say like i think a lot of that is built out of, of tradition because that's how the world was so that's how it continues to be but the world's changing you know like mm. i think there is that nurturing i think a lot of it's energetic for me it's like okay women have more feminine energy so feminine energy is nurturing it's caring it's emotion it's it's intuition and men have more masculine energy which is about kind of like action and strength and planning yeah, yeah. but i feel that we have both and but we just lean towards our respective yeah and i like that because i i see it slightly differently i don't think men have masculine energy and i don't think women have feminine energy i think people have masculine or feminine energy i think we have I, both we all well, have both but I, so i know a couple in australia good friends of them and i think the guy has a strong feminine energy yeah and the the his wife has a strong masculine energy in those yeah. definitions and they're a perfect couple yes yeah. and they work really really so well that would have been my my answer i would have had the correct answer <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, AJ, wrong. aj's that, wise that, that before his wife that's what I was saying. <laughs> he just said it. Yeah. But yeah, it's because the truth is, and for me personally, it's a, it's a bit like something I learned about sexuality. It's like we have this black and white nature in regards to sexuality, when in fact it's a spectrum. Mm. It's like you don't have, or you're one way or another way. It's like this is whole wheel. You may fall into predominantly one area. And I think that's the whole thing with the whole conversation when people are like, you know, you could, you could take this back to race and, mm. and people going, oh, particular color is better mm. it's like, but, but no it's not it's like and no woman has to be particularly cast as being feminine or, 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 or the nurturing yeah or it's like actually discover who you are I love some, that. because some women are actually they're just their story has raised them to be very like direct Hmm. you know they're very masculine they we, would they would wipe the floor with some men you yeah. know? <laughs> well, we, get, we get a lot of yeah. we get a lot of women that are kind of entrepreneurs yeah. high powered really yeah, really busy yeah, yeah. and sometimes some of the feedback I get is like men are intimidated by totally, me yeah. and I'm too powerful and I'm too or not powerful that's the wrong way of putting it like I'm, I'm too in control or forward yeah. or, or and, and intimidates guys so I've had women say to me I'm, I'm holding back mm. you know I'm not and I don't agree with that I think you do need to show up as your authentic yeah. self and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it it is archaic and and like you or patriotic patriarchic patriarchal old school it is old school and um shit because you know what have we got like we talked about this earlier on um you got this mexican standoff yeah where you got women not talking to men men not talking to to women and the the bit that's connecting us not just in Mexico, bro. It's a worldwide yeah. issue. So let's just call it a, sta- a global standoff. <laughs> global standoff. <laughs> a global let's, standoff. Not, let's not be racist now. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the global standoff, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doesn't mean we're doomed. No. Doesn't mean because because we were talking earlier on. We talked about 
you you know what are the challenges guys are facing mm. when they're dating and I, i'd love to hear it because i think my market would love to hear that what are the challenges that the guys that you meet or the guys that you work with or have worked with or yourselves had when it comes to dating well definitely something that i see a lot coming up and i think it's a new age issue right in terms of um dating apps and and feeling like because women have often men have often seen women as having more of the power like mm. having the options having the men have to, to work hard even when i was on the dating apps and stuff it was like a fucking desert for me, you know. Yeah, right. Like, you know, be lucky to get something come through the door, you know. Like, yeah. a single, a single <laughs> note. And I actually did it's this thing. I actually did this thing once, and this was years ago now, right? But I set up a female profile, mm. and I put like a woman that I thought was attractive, but not like a supermodel or something like that, right? Before I even finished the fracking pro, fucking, fucking, the, pro, fucking, the fracking, fracking, the, the fracking, fracking, the fracking, the fracking profile, <laughs> the oil <laughs> producing. <laughs> no, before I finished the, sorry guys, I lost yeah. my. But yeah, yeah, before I even finished it, I was already getting messages. Oh really? Yes, like, you know, and it's like wow. And then you start to, in a week, a woman. This is back then, right? So I can't imagine what it's like now. Mm. But in a week, you get hundreds of messages. Whereas as a man, it's like you're not getting that. And then so. Uh, what I see is a lot of men saying, oh, you know, women are fickle. They're mm. not like, they've got too many options. It's like a, it's a buyer's market or whatever. Is well, it? I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting men are fickle. You know, they've got too many options. They it's don't want to commit. Market. It's a buyer's market. <laughs> I have a really interesting, read a piece of interesting research um, stroke conjecture on uh, Medium. <laughs> Did you write this? No, no, no. It's a really long article and it's talking yeah. about um, the numbers around dating. It's basically saying that like the top 10% of men are getting 90% of the women on their dating apps, mm. right? And the other 90% of men are fighting for the rest of the 10% of women. Mm. Shit. So it's, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And he's saying it gets worse. So it's like, you know, the top 1% of men are basically taking up like 99% of the women, How right? How are defining top one or 10 or whatever? In terms of like who gets the most likes and are matched oh, by yeah. the yeah, opposite sex. Yeah, because they'll have the stats. I, yeah, I, had, yeah. I had this theory before anyway. We, was, we said this in a previous episode. I was, uh, do you yeah. remember, what we said was great. It was yeah. like, date... Um, the guys who are already good with like girls are this is phenomenal for them like dating apps are just making it worse. they're like success. yeah they're like sweet yeah. and then the guys that are shit it's just making it worse <laughs> it's, 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 like, it's like, it's like, like the whole concept of the rich get richer the poor get poorer yeah, yeah, and this yeah. is like richness and poorness in dating yeah I yeah. need to copyright this <laughs> <laughs> rich date poor date <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the social <laughs> um, no but it's really true but then what's changed like I mean we were, we were really so quick to blame the apps right but what's changed like take the apps away and go back 10 years the good guys got the guys that were good at meeting women did well with meeting women the mm. guys that were really shit aka me right did shit with women it wasn't until I decided to take a bit of control and mm. a bit of learning and a bit of education and change the way I think and act well until I dated differently mm. um, it wasn't until I changed it that I made a difference but it's technology it seems to it seems to play a big part I it? think technology just um, amplifies existing yeah, yeah. existing paradigms mm. Mm. so then like so one of the other things I get from my market less so than I, I thought I'd expect I got it but we do hear it is that men just want to get laid mm. all men after are, are sex and look I'm not just after sex but I enjoy it yeah. and I like it mm. but do, do you think that that's true do you think that you know do you, what do you hear from the guys that you've worked with and keep it in mind we've all come from the same backgrounds yeah and- yeah yeah I'd say it's really mixed like when we were coaching I think one of the things you know 
and I can't imagine it's probably changed that much. One of the reasons I stopped coaching back then was uh, we were coming across clients who were, I would say hated women. Mm. And they really were angry because at some point a woman had hurt them or there was perceived hurt. Mm. And they wanted to learn to, to date better and attract women so they could seek their revenge, mm. right? And there are some of those guys out there, and, and but there's not a huge amount of them, right? A lot of the guys out there are nice guys who have nice lives, who might not be that confident, might not be that socially kind of graceful, but they are. They do want relationships. Mm. And they f- they feel that women are passing them up for for bad boys, right? Or guys who are very confident and blah, 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 that's, that that's create that anxiety for them, right? Yeah. Um, like, oh, is he going to mess me back? Is he not? Oh, he's messaged me. Oh God, that's great. And then two days go by, whereas the guys who are consistent and decent and nice and kind, like nice guys, they often get passed up. That's what their feeling so do you is. So do you think there are, there's value or merit to that saying, nice guys finish last? No, I think the problem is, is like, where does your niceness come from? Does it come mm. from because you've got a good heart or is it because you want to be liked? I like that is, yeah, that, that resonates with me a lot. Because mm. that comes back to validation and seeking approval. Mm. And that resonates with me. And I've always, I've always been of the opinion that nice guys do finish last, mm. but good guys don't. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like kind of working out are you a nice guy? Are you a good guy? And what does that mean for you? Because ultimately, somewhere along the line, right, I imagine we all want the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, we just might be in a different stage in our dating life cycle yeah. as we're going through it. Do you find that, um, I'm going to ask this question, I'm pretty sure if I could get to my live and see if anyone wanted any questions, um, that this would come up is do you think men want commitment? So, I mean, in answer to the the previous question um, about men just wanting sex, I think it's also this thing about, bio, like, biologically, when you're young mm. and you're great, like, cause especially, if, even now, if you look at, like, a lot of the guys who are younger, we're kind of, like, out of that sphere. We're not necessarily, ki- like, connecting with that, uh, those those people. But when you're young, there's this massive biological drive to, this, to, to this have sexual sex. energy in yeah, you that you don't, new, mm. don't know how to channel. You know, it's an interesting rhetoric, but actually women want sex as much, if not more. Mm. So there's there's a myth that guys just want sex because women want it too, right? Yeah. But also an age is a huge factor because as we get older, we're like, oh, we're kind of tired of this, this, this like yeah, sex, yeah, sex, sex yeah. game. And there's not many guys that don't. I feel like humans, let's not even just say guys, yeah. humans that don't kind of think, oh, I want something else now. Yeah. Like, uh, this isn't fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. So do men want commitment? No, not all of them. But there are men that do. Yeah, of course there are men mm-hmm. that want to settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we are definitely two of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Did you ever, like, uh, and I don't mean to pry, you don't have to answer it at all, but was there ever a point when you were sort of in that long-term relationship where you thought, I'm not ready to commit yet. Or what was the transition? Like where For you me, go, my yeah, role? Yeah, because I, 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 I actually had a pretty good one. It's a great question yeah. without even realizing. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, you didn't know. So, um, because we entered into it for an open relationship brilliant. to begin with. Yeah, well, you say brilliant, it was fucking painful. Oh, but, um, well, <laughs> tell, because, me, tell us more. Yeah, yeah, because cause emotionally, it's like, it's one, you know, the thing is people ban these things about and just think, yeah, cool, whatever, open relationship. Yeah, it'd be fine. But the truth is, as a human being with emotions, like mm. all of us, not just, you know, men or women, mm. like you experience things. And so like you, sadness, upset, jealousy. And uh, like there was, um, so, I mean, we, we never did this, op- this uh, open thing for long. And basically because it just didn't really work for us. And I get for some people it does, right? And that's mm. fair enough, right? Um, but for us, what basically occurred was we opened it with an open thing so that we would be relaxed about the commitment. We wouldn't be like, oh, let's just jump into something unnecessarily. Yeah. And I think that was a great thing. Hmm. Uh, and then it was like taking it step by step. And then I ended up kissing this other girl. And then I obviously told uh, my partner she was upset. Oh. Yeah, she was upset, right? Yeah. But 
we spoke about it and it was it was cool but she was yeah. upset right yeah. and she was then she realized that oh she wasn't taking this open relationship thing very seriously and that i was i changed my my in my mind i changed my thing i was like oh you know what actually i don't really want to do that but i never really communicated that with her mm. like two weeks later she comes back and suddenly she slept with someone else mm. and i was like damn your mother fucking went up me there <laughs> <laughs> took it to a whole another level and i'm not when she told me I was, I remember where I was, I was sat, I literally had that kind of thing where you can't like breathe like, a, mm. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, just, I was like, just give me a moment. And I, and I just, the emotions, I just, I let them come up and I let yeah. myself deal with it. And mm. I, and I knew that, and I understood that we were living in two different worlds and, and in my head and whatever. But then after, not even straight away after, but after that, um, it came to a, we came to a conclusion. That actually, we don't want to be doing this open mm. thing and we actually want to be together. Mm. And we entered into a committed relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's. And that's the thing that I take away from that. And the thing that I think is really beautiful is that relationships and dating is complicated. Yeah. And it's it's laced with emotion. Yeah. Right. And I think we we almost become fickle about what dating is today, and we forget that we are showing up with emotions, and there is a whole bunch of up and down. That's a beautiful story. And how long have you guys been together now? About a year and a half or so. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Like, yeah. and it's so yeah. Like you've blown me away actually. <laughs> um, thank you for hearing it. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to talk about my experience actually in an open relationship um, last year. And what I did was we were completely open and I was sleeping with other people and, and she was um, able to do the same. <laughs> I hope that worked. And, on, and what I found was, is like, like you were saying, like a lot of, we had it open to a point where, you know, if I slept with someone else, I would tell her and vice versa. And what we found was, was that, you know, when you have to tell someone, oh, I've slept with someone else, to someone you care about, a lot of emotion comes up. It's like sadness or, or feeling like like you're not enough, you're not mm -hmm. good enough. And you always, in those moments, you always have to decide and go, okay, do we want to keep doing this, right? And what I found was it really, it worked quite well for me because it allowed me to actually feel really free, right? And equally, she was able to feel really free. And what that meant was, was that we could, with each other we could talk very openly about our feelings and mm. our thoughts and what we wanted and blah blah and so forth right and it's kind of a kind of the opposite story to what happened to AJ is there come a point where I was like wow I really like this girl I think this could really be something so I turned to her at one point and said look I really I'd really love this to go somewhere you know like I'm not really bothered about sleeping with anyone else I really you know love spending time with you and I'd like to spend more time with you and she's like, you know what? I really enjoy spending time with you. You're a great guy. You're amazing. I love how you show up with your vulnerability and, and so forth. But there's just something not there for me. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere and be mm. serious. She right? said that to you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That, how, did that, how did that make you feel? Oh man, I was devastated. Like I was heartbroken. Yeah, like right. for a long time, you know, a long time. Like even like a really long time it took me to like come to terms with that. But also like I got that that's what was true for her, right? That's how her experience was. And the hardest thing for me in those moments was like, I was like, oh man, there's everything that happened in what I was feeling, is that all a lie? But actually it kind of go back to what something we talked about earlier was like, ah, oh, we're two people in a relationship and we all these things are happening, but we have our individual experience mm. and that shapes how we feel and what happens for us. Mm. And yeah, it was hard. Like it was really difficult to deal with. But yeah. I get that she has her experience of life and it's, you know, creates certain emotions, her and I have my own, yeah. right? But I see um, from personal experience around dating is like often... I feel that men take longer to want commitment. It's like they want to be sure this is something they want to commit to completely. Whereas I think women are like, ah, oh, 
oh, I like this guy. No other guy compares to this guy. I'm going to get rid of all the other ones. And at that moment, they decide that commitment is something they want. And I think that there's like a commitment gap mm. often between men and women. Do you, do you think age has a plays a big part in that? Yeah, I think so. I think do you think age as guys does. get older? I think as guys get older, more? I think we are more, we, we start to see our own morality and we want commitment. Um, a bit more I think definitely in my 30s I'm a lot more open to commitment than I was mm. probably in my 20s mm. definitely where I was like not about commitment really and it would just be like oh I've been seeing you for nine months and I guess yeah this is, could be cool yeah. whereas now I'm looking at things from the offset of like is this someone I'd like to commit to but I still want to I want them to get to know me as the free David who lives his life as he wants yeah. to fall in love with that person instead of yeah because it's important right you've got to mm. you, you know you want someone to love you for who you are yeah you don't want someone to love you for who you're trying to be if yeah. that makes sense yeah 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 brilliant alright so look I'm super conscious of time like uh, for those of you who can't see what we're doing here we've got this cute little timer that's <laughs> ticking down to 24 minutes <laughs> um, and so what I want to do is tell can you tell my listeners how we can hear more about you where we can find about what's going on the dating uh, the, the authentic dating series what's to come give us some love man give us some excitement tell me what we're missing yeah so you can well you can definitely hear more about us uh, the best place to find us is on Instagram uh, it's at authentic dating series uh, we have a podcast obviously it's on uh, iTunes uh, same thing authentic dating series mm, yeah, yeah like yeah. Spotify all the, the good yeah. podcast peddlers as we call them um, <laughs> iTunes you know. is the main one really yeah, yeah iTunes yeah, is the main yeah, one and we've got like a whole bunch of episodes we've been going since uh, December so there's a lot out there yeah. um, and also I guess like for, for our London people we're going to start putting on workshops and so forth and I feel really called to do coaching again with mm-hmm. men like I think our passion is helping men yeah. like really is helping men because I think you know like people like yourself are doing some really great work with women and women are very receptive to the, the work you know I call it the work because it's personal work mm-hmm. right and I think men sometimes are are shying away from doing the deep personal work of looking at their mindset and the way they're being and I think that's what I feel really called to do yeah. with men is like yeah. coach them yeah. around yeah. kind of getting into being their true self and unearthing their desires and what they want and also being able to kind of show up in a way that lets them express themselves freely yeah just to add to that as well I mean the thing for me and Dave and our mission really is that we're two guys that managed to stumble upon this maybe it's because we grew up with sisters predominantly mm-hmm. and stuff we've been more emotionally connected and we just want to share that you know, with other men so they understand. I love that. I, I think that's brilliant. And I love what you guys are doing because one of the things that we get a lot um, from the voice of women, at least at the Social Collective, is that somebody needs to be doing this for men. Somebody needs to be out there helping the guys. Guys are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? We I think are. as a fucking species, we're all yeah. up the shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um, so listen, thank you guys. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, it's on, the, like, for everyone listening, this is totally on the cuff and both David and AJ have no idea what I'm about to ask them. But what I'm thinking is, let's do like a live Zoom, Skype, across the world thing once a month if you guys are down for it. I'll get our listeners to write in. What questions do you want answered? What do you want us to talk about Mm. when it comes to dating? What male perspective do you want um, from David and AJ and what they're up to? Um, Would you guys be up to it? Totally. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. AJ looks like, worried. No, 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 no. <laughs> AJ's like, yeah, 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 of course, bro. I was like, he's getting his commitment on his, uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like commitment. Ladies, Verbal contract, yeah. no, Ladies, no, that's no, how you get commitment right there. No, it's cool, man. Uh, you, you get it, you get it recorded. I think that'd be, yeah, no, that'd be, I was just genuinely thinking about it. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a, my mind thinks like, you know, 10 times the speed I talk. So, Brilliant. so imagine how fast that's going. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, gents, thank yeah. you so much. Um, it's like two guys, one mic. I'm loving it. Um, get involved. 
with the Authentic Dating Series, guys. Um, and when you hear the next podcast after this one, the beautiful Maddie will be back. So I know you guys are missing her already. Um, all right, guys. Thanks very much. We Ciao. will talk to you soon. Thanks, David. Thanks, AJ. Take Ciao. Care. Thanks, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what we're putting down, do not hesitate to hit subscribe to this podcast and help continue the conversation with us on our Facebook group. It's hashtag date differently. Let's break all the goddamn rules. We would love to see you there.